Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Hey guys, it's that special time of year. I'm wearing my regalia. I've got the tree behind me. It is time, finally, to get Christmas as fuck. Welcome to our series Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ O'Seeley. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boy, your main man, your dad's old mother from another mother. This is your host, O'Seeley's Uncensored Mind. I am AJ O'Seeley, and rocking out in the background, I am joined by the founder. Woo! The voice. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, to be seen.com. You guys That's have right. just recently seen him on my Survivor Series roundtable. I could not get get enough That's of, right. of the Pombo Man. And he's ah. back here. You were my co-host for last year's. The first, yeah, the and first we had a ever, great time last year. Yeah, the first ever Xmas as fuck extravaganza. Now, I've learned my lesson. Oh. Uh, I promoted a... Uh, musical number for tonight but i have learned my lesson <laughs> from last year first it was last year with julian and i have been flagged twice this oh. week on my oh. account for musical usage so Jeez. we're gonna take a time we're gonna take a pause for the calls on the music here i'll sing a little something for you a little ditty a little number for you Police stop my car. <laughs> Police stop my car. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Feliz Navidad, these nuts. Jesus Christ, YouTube. <laughs> fuck you too, YouTube. Um, I also love you, YouTube. I fuck you and I love you. And sometimes don't don't go together. You can ask my no. wife that. Sometimes they don't go together. But uh I have a very love hate relationship with YouTube. Oh, How the hell I are you, Pombo? As do I. How the hell are you, Pombo? How you been doing, man? How is this Christmas season treating you, my friend? It's treating me pretty good. You know, I've been extremely blessed with success, oh, which is great. Blessed with success. I love <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, throwing him in there today. Getting early. Uh, as you can <laughs> tell, I'm, I'm wearing glasses. I'm going to take them off now because I'm just going to take a break. I've been editing for the last four hours. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I got, oh, which so, is great. Um, so Sorry. I've got a lot of uh, blessings from above, so to speak, as you know. Okay. And uh, I've been editing. Blessings from above. <laughs> blessings you're from doing, above. You're That's doing right. God's work is what it is. I am. I am. I'm doing God's work four <laughs> times with four different people. So, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Joseph so, didn't get that deal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, Jesus. you know, I uh, I finished decorating my tree. The piece de resistance is this lovely Jaws ornament. Oh, Jaws? Uh, Can I see yes. that? Is that an actual figuring from the film? Yes, it is. Oh, look at Hold that. Up. Hold up. 
Nope, that's me. Hello. Yes, <laughs> hello. Oh yeah, I saw blue for a second. I guess that's him coming out of the water. There yeah, smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> smile, you son smile, of a bitch. Smile, you son of a bitch. When you bought, let me ask you. This is a very important question. When you bought yes. that ornament and you put it on yes. the tree, did you then mm-hmm. look over at your wife and say, "Babe, we're gonna need a bigger tree"? <laughs> I didn't missed opportunity. Uh, missed opportunity. <laughs> missed man. opportunity. I thought you were a fucking fan. What happened? Yeah. No, I said smile, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh, like... you got one of them out. You got one. I of got them one out. of them. All right, I got one. All right, all right. Get... I got to look a puzzlement. Like, you get a pass. I don't know if I have a specific ornament that sticks out for me, but I definitely have like these thingies here. These old school little. Oh yeah, I remember that from the yeah. last year. All right. I've got some of the cooler ones too, like this guy. He. He has a he's making toys. It's Santa. And uh-huh. then like if you look, the little you know uh-huh. Ferris wheel has little seats. As he breaks every labor law possible. Yeah, yeah. He usually course. has children making all this shit anyway. I don't know. This fucking guy gets all the fucking uh Oh, I guess this is pretty <laughs> oh, cool sure. here. This one has my son in it. So, <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's okay. I like that. That's awesome. As a as an update, by the way, for everybody out there in the squad of O, uh my son Uh-oh. is now down a second tooth. Oh, um, it, 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 first it didn't happen at all, and now they're dropping like flies. I don't know if that's a. De- I don't know if that's just good luck or if it's a detriment to my parenting. I don't know how that works. No, nah, it's good luck. But it's, it's good. <laughs> he's down too. He's making bucks, by the way, because of. Oh him. yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. super happy about it. He, he told me the other day. He was just like, I want all of my teeth out. I can get all that money. I'm going to start. It was real worth it. (laughs) I know how to pee a five. He's putting a 99 cent store around the corner from my house. He's putting their kids through college. Every dollar he gets. He's like, I'm going across the streets. Time out, brother. There's CDs, there's savings bonds, there's things you can do with your money, buddy. So, one of my directors at the current company I work for, not to be seen, another company, the, the nine to five. They, um, the director moved to LA and, okay. and her, her daughter's losing her teeth. Same deal, you know, growing all that stuff. And she put out a question to the other parents. Hey, what's the going rate for the tooth fairy? And they were like, Good Oh, question. I don't know. $7,500. 70... <laughs> I'm like, wait, in don't a... forget you're in LA. <laughs> in the pandemic era. Is that much? They're in Beverly Hills. Well, Yes. Seventy five dollars mm. a tooth over at the hills, huh? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'll tell my son that shit. Hold on. Is he <laughs> wait, was he, he left me? the room. Okay, good. I'm, I'm alone now. <laughs> He's gonna be like, Whoa, wait, well, hold up. I just heard. He's like, Whoa, I'm severely undervaluing these yeah, teeth. Hello, oh, Beverly Hills teeth is seventy five. That's a buck fifty right there off the top. I just gave you two. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for him to try to turn that fucker around. Yeah. So we're here, of course, for the Xmas as fuck extravaganza. And uh, I, I have another co-host who's supposed to be on the show, but I don't know where he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, you were you were the additional guest that I was going to bring on, but now you're riding shotgun on this train. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that you are here, though, because you are the man <laughs> that I had this little conversation about uh, just last year. We That's had right. this conversation. We had a movie debate. About a particular film, mm-hmm. the one that all the hubbub was about. It's always the Christmas argument whether or not Die Hard is a film, a Christmas movie, or not a Christmas movie. We had that debate. We're not going to rehash that. Right. We also threw in, because I went back and watched it, apparently oh. last year, 
was the release of that final Star Wars film. Yes. And it was coming out literally as we were Oh, as that's we right. Were yeah, yeah. So we were kind uh, of prognosticating. We were predicting. Uh, hindsight being 2020, I think we were having more fun doing what we were doing. Than watching that shit. Going to watch that shit Star was Wars. <laughs> that should have been called Star Wars Shit the Bed. That's uh, well, that would have been the third consecutive uh, Shit the Bed. Shit the so, Bed. Yeah, they were all pretty you know, awful. Usually yeah. in homes, when the kid shits it for a third time, that becomes a habit. We have to start talking to doctors at that point, which is what usually they a did. sign of a serial killer. Just which is up. what they did. Because what yeah. they did was they consulted a doctor by the name of John Favreau, and, and he has cleaned up all shit. this shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, the finale last night, of course. Now, look, I'm not going to get into too much about that because I don't want to get canceled for the spoilage. But uh, I will update everyone because last week I made notice that I, I hadn't seen the series yet, so I was trying to catch up. Uh, this past Wednesday, I took a trip over to an old friend's show. I was over on the Too Good talk show with Ace Andrews, and we spoke for three hours Jeez. on Disney announcements and the Star Wars that were coming out, and the Marvels, that were, all that shit that Disney just laid on us. We went mm-hmm. over all of it, and the two individuals that I was doing the show with were already up to date on The Mandalorian, and they could not fucking wait for this last one to drop. I mm. am one full season behind officially as of last night. I finished season one, so I am working my way up to the eventual uh, finale that everyone is just so weepy and so emotional and so in there. Everyone, I heard I'm people, not. I'm I totally people, opposite. I heard yeah. people were calling out. They needed a day to just to catch themselves. And you told me. You're the first person to tell me today. It was all right. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it, was, it was good. But you're more so now. I'm going to try to ask this question without giving too much away. But I love your take on it because I haven't seen it. But obviously, I have social media, so I know what happened. But because mm-hmm. uh, you have friends that love to spoil right. shit, you so. you I have a ton of friends who like to spoil shit. <laughs> yeah, Actually, more than one. Uh, oh, it man. wasn't, it wasn't me this year, so I don't have to take the flack for it this time. But I loved your take on it because it's not so much that the episode was bad for you. You're mm-hmm. just nervous about where it may go next yeah. is your issue. Yeah. Because like we just said at the beginning of this, they went through, you know, they started this series before we got all, all to all the cool shit we just announced, which, by the way, is a byproduct of the success of this show. Correct. They followed that shitstorm almost immediately. And they mm-hmm. had to kind of win people back, and they've done that. But th- now you seem to be nervous about where this is headed. Why are you so nervous? Because I know what the the end game is, so to speak. Once they get in the end game now, folks, it's going to be a sad, sad story. Once they get into the end game. Yeah, there's going to be some pieces of people instead of people. Oh, yes. Yeah, some yeah it's, it's going to be slicing and dicing some time. Appendages. And it's, now, yeah, it's going to be brutal. So- I mean, there's, there's ways they could work around it. And maybe they're even thinking of, because I've heard a rumor that they took Ryan Johnson off, and that's the guy I really can't stand because he's yeah, that's, the one. That's the guy who's persona non grata, right? Like J.J. Abrams got yeah. somewhat of a pass. This guy has been lynched. Yeah, since exactly. The and second then movie. He, he spent the the better part of the last three years being like, "No, look, I did this for a good reason, and this is the reason." And then somebody would say, "No, you're an idiot," and then he would go online and be like, "No." No, no, and it's like, you're wrong. You're wrong. I wrote this, and it's like, dude, if you have to spend your entire life defending something you did, maybe it wasn't that good. Maybe you should move on. Take note, Tony Khan. 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, oh. It's the only re- it's the only thing about him I don't like. The oh, fact that he wow. feels the need to just always just well, here's what I was thinking of. I don't do that. Yeah. It doesn't don't matter. Do it. Get off the internet. When you man. engage one, you invite a thousand, dude. You can't exactly. if you're unless you got time for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just let it be. Exactly. These people don't know what they're talking about fucking anyway. I've yeah. seen every single Star Wars. It doesn't mean I know how to fucking make one. Yeah. Jesus I fucking. Probably Christ. make a good one though. He's like, know. not for nothing, but uh, like, if, if the I internet gods are listening, I'm totally available. Yeah, you know, I could do it for half the budget, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could is just, that Chewbacca? I could yeah. just see you. Well, why like, does he still have like, skin? Like um. off camera, holding a figurine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, oh. And then on the other side, he's just like, oh, may the force be with you. And he, he just. <laughs> You can create your own deal here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Grogu announcement? Like, oh, it's not the child anymore. Yeah, I like that. I thought it was interesting and in how they put him in the timeline and why him in that species works. And the fact that, well, I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't right. know how much you know. About I personally don't give a shit. I'm oh, going to okay. watch it anyway. I'll tell you what I told Ace because they were worried about it too. Because yeah. they, they had set that episode to kind of hype up Mandalorian. And here I was. I hadn't seen any of it yet. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to tell you the same thing I told them. I'm a read the back of the book kind of guy, and I'm still, oh, okay. and I'm still going to read the book because to me it's not the goal; it's the journey to the goal. Like the goal ah, is nice, so you, but so I like the Lord of the Rings. I love I love I don't even care if I know what the prize is at the end. I still want to yeah. go through the whole deal so that I can appreciate it more. So if you you know you, you do whatever you want to do, and I don't know how the people in there the chair they're going to feel about it, oh, but. Jose Tito Torres says, what up? What up, Tito? Uh, What up, Jose Tito Torres? (laughs) That's my main man. My main man. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so the fact that he wasn't, like, everybody thought, oh, shit, he's a clone. That's why they have the Camino cloner there. That's why they, you know, that's the whole beef. He's a clone of Yoda. He's a clone of Yoda. Nope. He's from the Yoda species. And now, so they're like, oh, shit. So he's not a clone. So he must be, like, some type of. Uh, last ditch because the Jedi Order has a thing where if your species is the last of its species, you're allowed to fuck nice. just to bring the species back. So right. might have banged out Yaddle and that's Yoda and Yaddle's kid. <laughs> so there's a lot of like cool last of species. I am fuck. Yeah. I must <laughs> great and sausage in you. Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I can just uh, copulated. We have <laughs> four babies. We make Grogu. He must be. <laughs> How they even come up with that fucking name? Did they name him after a long lost uncle or something? How that work itself out? You don't find Grogu in a baby book, is what I'm saying. Unless there's nah. a species that has baby books and then they have Grogu that in it. That's cool. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. It's, it's cute. I thought Grogu was dope. I mean, they went away from why because he was Yoda and Yaddle, and you're like, all right, is everything in that species chalk kid with a Y? Like, right. and they were probably like, you know what? Enough of the Ys. Let's do something so, different because it's going to be like Yoda, Yaddle, Yippee. <laughs> How did the baby Yoda thing start? Was that an internet thing? They just started calling thing, it. Yeah. They just He's called just the baby Yoda. They refused yeah. to call it the child. Yeah. Yeah. The like, internet's lazy. Legit, uh, and the funny you. thing is they had Grogu in the can already So they must have been like oh, oh man These fuckers are going to be mad when they see this shit <laughs> Yeah exactly wait till they find out his so, name Oh no, like, he has a name motherfuckers And this is but what people, it is People have been pretty cool with it I mean it's not like No I've seen a few fuck that You'll always be baby Yoda 
Fuck, <laughs> fuck him. It's baby. Actually, Amy's big on the baby Yoda, and that's it. Like oh, I see, said, hey, it's it's Grogu. Mm-mm. You know, <laughs> it's Grogu. Hey. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you keep telling yourself that. Grogu sounds like the sound you make when you get out of bed. You're like, yeah, that's so true. That's exactly right. That's oh, the sound. <laughs> I want to go back to the movie conversation, though, that we yes. had last year uh, because it was very funny night in the sense that it was diehard. And we, we were going over a lot of different factors as to why it is and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. we were, I look back at it, we were very adamant about <laughs> some of the things that we said about diehard. Yeah. But, but uh, in true Street Fighter form, a new challenger on the field. A couple of other movies are now starting to get some speed. They're starting to get some momentum in the Christmas conversation. Yeah. Batman Returns, Lethal Definitely Weapon, uh, all these different types of films now. Now, I have a question. Because, Jaws uh, the Revenge. Which one? Jaws the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge actually yeah. has come up, right? Yeah. So I want to ask the question now. Because uh, we can we can break down those movies and talk about them the way we did Die Hard. I have a feeling we'll come to the same result that we did last time. So I want to try to challenge ourselves in discussing something else. Because w- while I was discussing this topic with my wife, a movie came up where we kind of had to think about it for a second. And we debated it. And I was like, okay, the fact that we can debate it means that we'll probably debate it here. Uh, movies like Krampus, right? Where it's oh. more thriller... Mm-hmm more horror than your usual prototypical Christmas film. Does the horror thriller aspect outweigh the Christmas aspect? Absolutely for not. The, for the movie. See, I didn't think so either, but here were some of the retorts that I have heard when I brought this up that the basis, and I don't believe this, I'm not agreeing with this, but I'm putting it out there. The basis of the Christmas movie is that it's supposed to be a family film. And movies uh, like this aren't necessarily family films. And I said, well, that depends on your family. Because right. I, I was just going to say, I, I went, my family video. took me to I, Friday the oh 13th. <laughs> you got a dark Yeah. My, my family took <laughs> yeah. me to shit like this. So it yeah. really all depends. What do you think about that philosophy of the whole idea? Well, it's kind of more of a family friendly thing. Once you start throwing thriller and horror into it, you kind of get away from what uh, a Christmas. No, I, I don't agree. If it's a Christmas setup, it's a Christmas throw. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, as long as Santa or some type of like, I was watching because of Stephanie Soddle from the uh, uh, with, chill it. with Matt. Yes. Huh? From Gotta Say yeah. It. I remember. Yes. What's that? From Gotta Say It. Yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah. From Gotta she Say It. Exactly. Matt, yeah. They were talking about Santa's sleigh. Did you see that with Phil? Bill Goldberg? Oh God, I most definitely <laughs> did not see that. You missed it? I did. Yeah, I must have missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it might have been an intentional, but go ahead. Continue your story. Well, I mean. You said Goldberg and you. movie in the same sentence, and if it's not the longest yard, then I don't really. It, it's actually pretty terrible, but uh, <laughs> it's got. You'll never believe. It's got. So hold on. Listen to this cast. It's got okay. James Kahn. James Kahn. Okay, it's good. Yeah. From, yeah, Fran Jesher. okay yeah okay so um it's got do you ever watch frazier yes i've seen frazier yes remember donnie the lawyer that was with uh yes yeah yes he's in it he's in it okay and see all this and then and then goldberg's in it (laughs) (laughs) goldberg's in it and then if you ever watch lost emily de is in it she was the little girl on lost and then Dave Thomas, Dave Thomas, not Wendy's dad, but 
Um, the well, dude, thank God for that. I thought he was in <laughs> retirement. No, well, it came out in 2005. Um, but he he's in it. He was from um, UHF. He did a comedy series with um, Rick Moranis years ago. So, he, I mean, to me, that's pretty good. Chris Kattan was in it. He had some Chris Kattan? Deep... Chris Kattan, yeah. What the hell are we talking about at this point? <laughs> is this for real? This is for real. This is a real thing, folks. Looked it up. And, you know, tiny Zeus Lister Jr., rest in peace, was also in this. Oh, yeah. He passed away, right? Yeah, he passed away this, this week, actually. So, oh, I mean, this cast was pretty decent. So I was like, oh, okay, this should this should be pretty interesting. And then I watched it and I said, oh, okay, yeah. I can see why this it's, nobody talked about it. This should be interesting. It was yeah. not interesting. No, no. It was a slaughter fest, though. And it was just every cliche you could think of. And But it did have a, a wholesome Christmas message, like believe in old people. So in spite of all that, you still considered it very much a Christmas film. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I told Amy that we're going to watch this every year for Christmas from now on. Oh, my God. I got a buddy of mine. Uh, Jose Rivera, who oh I remember I, Jose. I'm gonna shout him out here. I haven't, I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't seen anybody in a while. But uh, COVID does uh, that to everyone. COVID, yeah, I've been on lockdown for almost a year now. But uh, <laughs> his his holiday tradition is, if I'm not mistaken, actually I don't think it's Christmas. I think it's it might be Thanksgiving. I think he's already done it. But his oh. is Hudson Hawk. Oh, the old classic Bruce Willis film. Yeah, Bruce. Well, another Bruce Willis fan. Oh, oh there's wait a minute. Who's Dave? Should play an entrance theme. He's doing a <laughs> run-in here. Oh, wait a minute. We got a special guest. We have a special a guest I'm coming. I'm the special in. guest. This, oh, I thought I was the only special one. <laughs> he's, and he's, he's struggling. It. it just says Dave. It just says Dave. <laughs> It'll it'll get here, man. That's like it's just like uh, what you call it, uh, Santa's traveling around the world at light speed. My son's starting to catch on, by the way. Uh oh. Yeah, he was like the whole. How does Santa go to every house? <laughs> the night said, Well, I gave him the old time zones excuse. Well, remember, in California, you're like a a year or something like not a year, five, five hours, like ahead. an hour. Yeah, it was like a year five behind. Hours. He's got so much time. He's got a whole year. He's got a whole year. He's on another planet. Uh, he could do this shit on foot if he really like. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to get his cardio up. But yeah, like, I'm not big on the Fuck whole. Hold on, let me lower my voice because I was just real quick. I'm not big on the whole telling your kids fantasy shit. You want to? I got a great story for you, but go ahead. No, I'll give it to you in a second, right? So oh, I'm not a yeah, big yeah. fan of of, of telling the, your kids about you know tooth fairies and Santas or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one over here, huge into it. So I play oh. the game, right? But mm-hmm. I don't necessarily partake. I'm really smooth in how I do this. This is professional shit. I play the game as far as regular conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to questions or when shit hits the wall, I send him over to the professional. You know, I send him over to the other. Oh, look at this guy. Wow, we got a we got a run in surprise contestant here. Oh, look at this guy. You're getting docked 30 minutes from, <laughs> from your pay. Uh, you're unmuted, but we can't hear you. <laughs> not only does he come in late, he's yeah, not prepared. He's not prepared. He's prepared. He's got his sweater on, so that's good. There it is, the flax. See, Maybe he should the, move the mic to his face. Like, to, I don't think. No, I don't think that's the issue. Nope. Oh. Can't hear you, buddy. 
So as he figures out his scenario, so what I was saying is, is that uh, I'm not big on that, right? So I always send him to her to deal with that. And I got to right, tell you, right. I have to give her kudos because she's quick on her feet. She she mm. comes up with some shit. It's amazing, but he's five. The numbers, mm. uh, he'll be six in two months. We're counting down here. There's going to be wow, there's, go, there's going to be an explosion here, and I'm just sitting back like this, like, okay. This is this is gonna be what it is, man. Go ahead, tell him. Go ahead and tell him. Tell him, because he goes Christmas shopping with us for other people. Oh. So then he goes, but well, wait a minute, isn't he oh, supposed, to, to, handle all this? Yeah, he's supposed to do all this? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Is it, oh, now we hear the background sound. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. Hey. hey. Wow. Hey, what's up, is. man? Nothing. Nothing's going on, dude. Oh, look at that! He's got his uh, he's got his uh, creative juice going. Yeah, my bad, dude. My phone was so. so, You know, I I feel I'm doing a lot of Christmas videos this week, and one of the the places they have a a young lady, probably about your son's age, and she went to see Santa today. And when they came back, one of the singers was like, "Well, you know, Santa's not real at all," and everybody went. (gasps) <laughs> like big eyes, like oh fuck, we yeah. just ruined it. <laughs> Jesus, you spoiled all the fun. Years of work down the fucking drain. He went total heel on that little girl. Yeah. I want to do that, like full grown. Like you ever seen those movies or those shows where like the little kids doing something stupid? He was over. He goes, "Santa's not even real. You were adopted. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what this like, guy no did one today. loves you. You'll probably no. take your own life by the age of thirteen. You're adopted. Nothing. Your life has no value to it." You contribute yeah. nothing to society. Yeah. If you were hit by a bus, they try to help the bus. This is not a good situation for you. They'd get a new coat of paint for the bus. And I got in board. trouble one time for a promo. I don't even know if I can say it now, but fuck it. We got we got a couple people in the chat, right? Uh, I cut a promo one time, and they made me redo it. Uh, huh. I, I was uh, I was doing the heel manager deal, mm-hmm. and I was just riffing. I was just going. And I said something, and it was really didn't really hit. It wasn't really a strong enough thing for me. I felt like it wasn't really that. Because I really wanted to zing this fucking guy. Because he had said some shit to me in a promo, and I was like, nah, I want to fucking get him. So uh, we did the promo, and it wasn't really what I thought it could be. And I was like, could I try something, and you guys won't get upset? He was like, yeah, yeah whatever. Because in reality, pro- promo- 90% of promoters who are in the industry right now don't know anything about promos, don't know anything about the fucking business like at all so they just let people do whatever and then whatever they feel they can get away with they can get away with well apparently i found out where the line was because that was the (laughs) one time he was like no we can't air that so we'll just do it again but what i said was uh something to the to the light of um to think that i have to sit here and deal with your bullshit at this point when you could have been solved 20 years ago with a simple coat hanger and i said that and he went funny but I can't put that shit on my YouTube channel. So I was like, all right, <laughs> fine. We'll pull back then. And I was kind of curious as to how many people would actually get that reference because it's such an old, like, this is yeah, that's, old, a, that's an old, old school, school kind of joke. Showed my age on that one. But everyone in the room got it. And they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like behind the camera, the guy who's holding the camera just put his head down. <sighs> <laughs> and the dude that sounds like some shit i would have said like. think, he didn't to his credit he didn't say anything but he just you could just see him put his head down. oh god no 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 and even the goo was like really nice about it it was funny 
it was good, but I can't put that shit up on YouTube. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fine. Uh, I don't know if you saw that meme that we posted a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of days ago, that uh, Mr. Lewis said, you really need to take that down. It's a, a guy holding the little girl. It's a cop holding the little girl, and he's, like, pointing. And, you know, the caption says, oh, look at this police officer doing his due diligence to get this little girl's mind away from the car accident where her father is burning to death. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, and then the <laughs> caption at the bottom says, the police officer says, See the little girl, that orphanage over there? That's where you're going. <laughs> oh, my God. Even Brandon was one of my best friends because he has a soul. And every yes. now and then he likes to pull his friends back from the point of no fucking return. And yeah. there's been a few times where Brandon had to be like, all right, look, I get it. <laughs> Just don't do that. <laughs> Just don't yeah. do that. Brandon's amazing. He's amazing. He's absolute delight and you know, he, he revitalized us. We're, we're super glad to have him on Comic Conversation and have had you on it with those 5,000 views. Yeah, I need to go back on. We've been saying this shit for forever. Yeah. It's been over yeah, a year I mean, now, fucking I, dude. I, I know it's yeah. hard to do virtually now because we have to do it through this Zoom. Medium. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's fine. You guys can do Zoom. I got a whole new layout that I set up. So cool. Super excited. I'm working with uh, those guys. This the guy who sang with you. He's got a, um, the guy an who artist. sang with me, Julian. Julian. Yeah. It's his name. Yeah. Uh, the co-host of the disc dungeon, actually, which you yeah. can find on TV. Is there anything this guy doesn't do? I think I've been a, a guest on both of those, right? Yeah, you have, you have, you have. It's amazing. You've been in everything. I've been on fucking everything. As in, as if we didn't do enough shit. I mean, Pombo does this show like all the time now. Yeah, I've had you as a guest more than anybody else, <clears throat> and you've helped me out with the OTP stuff. So, Jesus fucking Christ, we've we've yeah. kind of we've gotten really close in the last year or so. Yeah, we have. We really have. <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh. One more, one last thing about the movie thing. We went on off on a tangent, but to, yeah, to we get did. back we to did. the movie thing, and I'm gonna real quick. Paul Green in the comments, rest in peace to our former coworker, Sidney Lane from Yankee Stadium. We used to work oh. with him back in the day. Um, an older gentleman, but sad oh. to see. Sad to see that uh, uh, he passed away. Still so young, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I got a lot of old friends from Yankee Stadium that all of a sudden out of the woodwork have been coming back into the fold here. So let's see. The program is one of my day one dudes. Oh, Dave's back on the program. Wait, uh, Dave, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Every, everyone's here. We're good. <laughs> everyone's here. We're good. So I want before we wrap <laughs> Rough start. Rough start. You missed the whole movie conversation. But we will end. Uh, just do me one favor, bro. Make sure that label doesn't get caught on the camera. But uh, the uh, one last question about the um, the movie fray, uh, the movie thing, right? Fat man, we were having a conversation about fat man in the house. Now that mm. at at the look of it, when you see mm. the the picture and everything like that, we were like, all right, it's not really Christmas themed. Yeah, he's wearing a hat. It's Mel Gibson, right? We know how much he hates the Jews. We get we get it. But then we read the synopsis of it. And Mel Gibson is playing Santa Claus. Yes. He is Santa teaming yep. with the military yep. <laughs> to be the, I don't know, anti-hero of this film or whatever the case may be. Uh, still a Christmas movie, yay or nay? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because he's Still, fucking Santa. I'm yeah. telling you, we gotta get everything within the realm. Stick to the hey, stick to the formula. That's what I always tell people. If you want to know and, what it is about a Christmas movie, stick to the formula. And now that uh, Bill Gerberg played a Nazi Santa, Mel Gibson will be the second Nazi Santa to have gone in. The second <laughs> one. <laughs> and I find the irony because Bill Goldberg's Jewish, and so I find that to be quite funny. Yeah. There you go. See. Oh, and one last thing. I meant what I said earlier on Facebook. Joe, you haven't been on Facebook recently, so you haven't seen it. Fuck Christmas Story. I don't give a fuck what anybody oh. has to say with me. Fuck Christmas Story. You see in the commercials? <laughs> yeah, no, not even about the commercials. It's just the, the constant conversation all, every year. Is it TBS with the 24-hour run? Yeah, they play it. Get the fuck out of here. I've seen Christmas Story two times in my entire fucking life. Both of them, both times, have been inside of a school setting. When I was a student many, many years ago, and well, as a and as fun. a teacher in the classroom, I've seen people use this fucking video. I have never, never understood the fucking appeal of this goddamn film. What is it about this film that everyone talks about? And no. I, I'm sick of people using the word classic. No, no, it's no. a it's a timeless coming of age story. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, there you go. Murder, murder is bad. Murder is bad. It's, 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 it's timeless what coming the fuck of age. What is the story. appeal to this fucking movie? What? I mean, if you grew up in the 50s, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. But, if you, if but you the people in the, in the 50s didn't really give a shit about this fucking film like well, that. They did. My mom loved the fuck out of that movie. And, and the. Uh, Does she still and, love it? Huh? Does she still love it? That's a good question. I could ask her. You want me to call her? <laughs> Does she love it 24 hours yeah, worth? 24 no. hours worth. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Oh Not 24 God. hours worth of love. Paul Green, only watch for when he gets the BB gun. Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, and then he shoots his fucking eye out. And I think that's what soured me to this film. I was like, I, I was I was a kid. So I was like, you've been prepping me this whole movie for him to shoot his fucking eye out. And I'm yeah. thinking it's going to be, I'm not expecting an eyeball out like Mysterio. I'm like, I'm, but I'm expecting some sort of damage to the fucking face. He broke yeah, his he glasses. A little, a little puff. Oh, a little puff. Fuck his puff. Fuck this film. <laughs> Nancy Allen, I've seen it more than 10 times. Bless you. There's somebody <laughs> who's going to watch it 24 times in the next <laughs> no, couple of days. There are some people who keep telling me, oh, I watched the whole loop. I'm like, you are a waste of space. You've spent 24 mm. hours watching the same goddamn film. Look, my brother got shaped up just for the just for this visual today. Look at that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at that. Freshly Paul shaped. Green, you ever been to someone's house and seen a leg lamp? Oh my god. I've seen oh. it I've seen it uh recently. Uh not so much recently for me, but I know like as a gag now because of the yeah. movie some people right. have bought them. I don't know how famous leg lamps were before this fucking film was made. I don't ever recall them. Before period and fragile, mm, fragile. I guess that was a joke way before that film, and now yeah. like, ah, fragile. Eh? Or fa ra 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 ra. It's like wow, you're I triple dog dare you. <gasps> oh yeah. When I was a fucking kid, and hell was like triple dog. I was like, what? What? I asked. I remember that's how stupid I was at the time. I asked, what the fuck is a triple dog? What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. I guess because we we. we the, the 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 demographic that we were as a classroom, we were like, what the fuck is a double dog and a triple dog? What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, I was like, that was 
To this day, the whitest fucking film I've ever seen in my entire fucking yeah, life. Very well. I couldn't relate to a fucking thing in that film. It, Not it one should have called it Caucasian Christmas. Well, they don't have a movie called White Christmas yet? No, 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 Caucasian they, Christmas. But I'm saying that they got songs. Oh, yeah, I'm dreaming of a fun, yeah. fun fact. Caucasian be- would be safer. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, it would be. But fun fact, that song was written by a Jewish man. What? <laughs> you'll hear that on this dungeon in the future i'll tell you who oh. and how long ago and paul, why paul green brought it up and i forgot about that the fake cursing I <laughs> yeah that now. well that one and yeah, what's the other one fuck. that pisses me off charlie brown oh the charlie like, brown christmas wah, 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 wah. well not it? the fake not the fake talking just the its existence just this oh. movie as a whole like i always i always knew that people enjoyed Charlie Brown. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be dumb and be like, well, what's the appeal of Charlie Brown? Like, I fucking get it. But the fact that the Christmas story is supposed to another classic. Can I get Time. can Time I get less Grinches, too, by the way? All of a sudden, that's jumped out. We've got new versions of the Grinch. Oh, yeah. The there's a cartoon. There's, yeah. there's going to be a live-action uh, TV show, which I don't understand. Son of a bitch. Uh, now that Dave's back, I can let him know that he's off the hook. Uh, for any uh, Disney announcement chatter we may have had, because I'm all Disneyed out after this fast fucking Wednesday. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We did a whole three hours on that shit, and I'm like, I'm all. He's <laughs> like, I told the dude beforehand. He's like, how long you want to go on this? Because there's so many announcements and all of it. Yeah, I was Disney like, all right. Because it's like nobody's at our theme park and nobody's in the movie theater. Well, how are we gonna make money? I don't even know about that anymore that no one's in the theme park. I've seen quite a few people now telling me that they're headed to fucking Florida to go to fucking all those places, Universal and all that other shit. Bless you. I hope you all have fun because I refuse to get intubated for any fucking amusement park ever created on earth. <laughs> I'm not breathing from a tube to go see Mickey Mouse. I've been to Mickey Mouse's place. It ain't that fucking great. I've been there. Nope. I'm not getting the vid just to go see uh, a watch at home. In all of those Disney places that I've been to, if you would have blindfolded me and told me I was at Six Flags, it would have been the same fucking experience. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It would have been the same fucking experience. It just costs more because of the branding. Yep. There's nothing in there that's any different. Or at least parking's free, right? No. No, parking's not free? Parking's not free. No. No. Hell no. Crazy if you don't think they're they're gonna nickel and dime you for yeah, everything. Oh, every fucking thing, dude. And but he was only the, there like two years ago. I who, think you I, were there I, two years ago. Yeah, I went to Animal Kingdom and their parking lot was so big we had to take a trolley from the car to the park. Wow, that's Damn. how far it was. They have stations, little little should, little trolley. Were stations. the trolleys like horses? At least no, it was some old yeah. dude. It was an old dude named Pete. <laughs> who just who ran who ran who ran it and he would get on the uh the old uh, he'd pull the old CB down and was like oh hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to Animal Kingdom we're gonna be stopping off in lot four on our way to the main gate I'm like oh it's not even express we gotta fuck up <laughs> other assholes from that car I thought oh this God. I just thought there's one area like they had trolleys that went from area to area and you know just to get you into the park faster no this Pete's doing the run it's just Pete. And and his trolley, his trusty trolley, that's it. He's just going around, and Pete's just doop doop doo and it was 187 fucking degrees outside, and my man was out there with the full dockers, the mm. black shoes. Committed. He had he had short sleeve button down, but he had the Mickey Mouse 
uh, fucking cap on, not a drop of sweat. It's like he was born in Saudi Arabia. This dude was just, <laughs> and me and my wife are blown up sitting in a trolley. We're not even moving. We got no air in us at all. I'm a, if you breathe in, you're consuming flames in the, uh, uh, into your chest. It was it was ridiculous. Nancy says in the chat, ever saw Silent Night, Deadly Night? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Is that like a horror film? It is a horror film. And Sounds like it. it. But is it a Christmas? It is. <laughs> yeah, it is, totally. I don't know how people don't see this. What, unless it wasn't, unless you can't air it on the Lifetime channel? That it can't yeah. be a fucking Christmas film? Uh, I suppose that's their their mindset behind oh it. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, unless, unless it ends in like a couple getting remarried after a bitter divorce, <laughs> it shouldn't be <laughs> a Christmas movie. I I like the Christmas movie where an arm or two comes off. Those are really fun. Well, those are some of the best movies. Period. Yeah, I say yeah, best movies. Period. Let's dabble now a little into the. The old wrestling world for just a second here, because we br- I I we brought up something at last year's show that I thought would be cool uh, to bring back uh, again here tonight, because we were talking about some of our favorite Christmas memories when it comes to professional wrestling, and we were coming up with some cool stuff. You made your reveal, I believe, on the show during the Christmas episode that you were a huge boss man, Mark. Oh yeah, loved the big oh, boss yeah. man. Give me one second, I'll show you. Oh yeah, let's show show me how much you love the big boss man. The world needs to see it right now. My numbers are going up as we speak. Bring bring your love. <laughs> bring the evidence of your love to the screen so that this everybody is, can see. This it. is a dear a dear near and dear to my heart. Oh, the he first is. WWE action figure I ever got. Was I actually big think boss. they made him wider than he actually was. <laughs> yeah, or am I thinking 2000s boss man when he had trimmed down? Yeah, you're thinking of 2000s oh, because he man. was a big, big Bubba Rogers man. Yeah, big Bubba Rogers back in big the day. Dude. Look at that. Yeah, oh, this is the very first action this. figure, and you can see like you got all the paint coming off of them and all. But that's because you're not taking care of your hero, you piece. Well, of shit. back in the day, I used to play the the you hell. You could call that dude from Tal's uh, Al's Toy Barn to come in and patch him up. Yeah, yeah, I tried to do that. Look at his glasses. I painted over him. I'm thinking, oh, there, there. Oh, my God. You, made him, you gave him gold shades? What is he, Kanye West? <laughs> Paul Green Nash. says, oh, Paul Green, Paul Green says I still have that. Oh, wow, dope. Yeah, we, we're friends now. <laughs> oh, Brandon's in. Every time Joe was on Zoom call interview, he got to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. He knows me so well. Yeah, he has to walk away. All right, guys. I know. Here I am, the consummate professional, having holding in my piss like all podcasters do. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I gotta go take a shit. I know. <laughs> I got. I got Bruce. He's waiting for me as well, but I'm waiting for after because I've got extra curricular activities to get to. Paul Green says that he's also got Smash Warrior Hogan, but the ring oh. got destroyed. Oh, that's, cool. that's all right though. Yeah, yeah. I learned how to play with matches at the wrong time. You're in- <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he was practicing Kane's pyro too early in his life. I was doing my own inferno match. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, his ring got destroyed. Uh, Dave, would you happen to have, if you could think off the top of your head? Anyway. Oh wait, I do have something though. Oh okay. man, my whole day's in the walk. Oh no, everyone's <laughs> walking away now. All right, look at that. Yes, do, I do, 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 do. here we go, folks. I'll keep you guys entertained anyway. So my penis is this big, son. It's like ah. that. They call it the old Yule log. 
Since you're talking about penises, wrestling stuff, oh, I do not stuff. have any action figures, but I no, did come home figures. or whatever. But I did come home to this yesterday. Oh, look Whoa. at that! Well, Holy that? shit! That Sick, is dope. Dude. It's going right here. It's gonna go in the What's backdrop. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying, Pombo, that you're a big boss man guy. My brother's a huge Kane guy. Big oh Kane wow! Guy. Like been... Mayor Mayor Kane. Yeah. He's a big fan of the yeah. mayor. Oh, I told man. him one time. I said we got to have a big man conversation on an episode one day. He goes, that episode would be two minutes long, and it would just be me. <sighs> Talking about how great Kane is. <laughs> I'd have to be there so I could say how wonderful the big boss man is. Uh, there you you know, go. After all these years, you know, Taker finally came forward and mentioned to the world he he thinks that Kane was a better athlete than him. Kane, was I believe something. it. Yeah, he was. He was like, I, mean, I don't he, know though, but Taker could take dives over the top rope. That was pretty. If Kane wanted to, he could. He was pretty athletic. Yeah. I remember though. Remember the system he came up with. Uh, Cornette wasn't going to let him do any fucking dives. Right, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Cornette had very minimal contact with me and Mark, so you know whatever uh, <clears throat> uh, Taker learned on the way up is just what he learned on the way up. But Kane, Kane was groomed pretty heavily by Cornette and Dutch and all those guys, and they weren't gonna fucking let this guy do dives. Damn yeah. near seven foot, clearly over three hundred pounds. Yeah, Paul Green went in on the conversation. I guess that's the big man conversation he was talking about. Mm. Uh, I want to have top a- was more than enough. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, exactly. Oof, him coming off the top. I want to have that conversation only f- if for no other reason. We just don't have any great big men left. True. We don't really have a whole lot of that. The Ooh. big guys that we do have all want to, for some reason, wrestle like little guys. I yeah. miss the days of a seven-footer coming over the top rope and just beating the fuck out of somebody because he could. Speaking of which, do you guys think they're going to ever do anything with AJ's guy, his bodyguard? He or has is to he learn how to wrestle too? first. Uh, Can they okay. teach him to be a wrestler first? I don't know why they were so thir- – oh, my God, I just realized now. That's stupid. Oh, they sent all the guys to the PC thing. He's one of the guys they sent to the PC to work on his in-ring and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know what he's doing yet, guys. He's good in the role that he's in as far as the bodyguard being the presence. They've, they've booked him well in that role. Um, but he needs to work on his in-ring. Everyone who was sent needs to work on their in-ring. <laughs> Stop hitting me up. I, I'm getting tired of people hitting me up and thinking I'm just going to go along with the tsunami just because. I can't believe they sent whatever name or whatever name. I think, the, what was it, the big one, Keith Lee? Oh, they sent Keith Lee to the PC. What, are they crazy? No, they're not crazy. If he's going to the PC, it's because he needs to go to the fucking PC. Everyone goes to the fucking PC. I don't understand what the fucking issue is. Yeah. Jeff Hardy came back from injury. Where was he? The fucking PC. Everyone goes to the PC. Why is this news? I don't understand. All the workers think he's such a fantastic wrestler. He is a fantastic wrestler, but there's a difference. I was having this conversation, I think, with Paul Green, actually. There's a difference between being a good worker and being seen as a good worker. There's there's, there's a, a, a cosmetic thing that comes with the WWE. It's not so much that you can work. You have to work in a way everyone can see you work. Keith Lee has a lot of nasty indie habits. A lot of them, and they're trying to shake that shit off of him because he has all the potential in the world, because they want to make him a world champion at some point. But they can't do that in the current state that he's in. So he goes to the PC, he works with Pierce, he works with Drew Gulak. They tell him all the usual shit. Stop with the fucking build-up run. That little back elbow thing he does, and he turns, and he... 
<laughs> and he starts like he, like he charges, he builds up to run the rope. Knock that shit off. Just fucking run the rope. If Omega can do it, why can't he do it? Omega shouldn't be doing it either. And if he was in the WWE, they, that's what I promise you. That is the one reason he never went to the WWE because he knew that if he went to the WWE, they cut they cut all his shit off. This fucking shit and all that other. You see, Shinke doesn't do it anymore. All that goofy thing. You know that the uh, what was that? The Terminator dive when he goes when he goes down the ring. And then he does three rope runs and then a fucking gone. <laughs> All that shit would be fucking gone. Even the one wing angel gone. I was like, yeah, wait a second, you're gonna drill. If you thought the muscle buster was gone fast, this shit would be verbal. Hey, how you doing? I'm Miss McMahon, no one winged angel. So anyway, have a seat, and we will discuss <laughs> our we will discuss our contract situation. Uh, no one winged angel, and we will make out some dates. We'll work out money. No one winged angel, and then we'll figure out travel and all that stuff and accommodations. It, I'm but, telling you, all that shit would be gone. With Vince, he could have also ended up as the Cabbage Patch Kid. Yeah, because he could have. Oh yeah, the gobbledygooker, all kinds the of goofy shit. They would have done all kinds of goofy shit with him because when they when they finally got him into the system, they will realize what he actually is. And they'll go, oh, fuck. Okay, here's what we can do. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they'll try to get creative with it. That's why. It was either make big money, because they would have paid him out the ass to go over there. They would have, coming from that run in Japan, they would have paid him out the ass. And they might have stole at least one WrestleMania out of him. Because if, if they would have went forward with Omega and Rollins or Omega and Styles, it would have been a, a killer of a night. After that, <laughs> it would have been over for him. They would have figured out, they, it, he would have been exposed to them. So they're like, oh, okay. And then they would have tried to get creative and all kinds. It, it wouldn't have worked out. For his long-term career, he made the best decision going to AEW. But if, if he would have went to WWE with an open mind, he probably would have worked out well. My idea for him, and this was just something that I pitched at the time, do the WWE for one year. That's it. One year. Because you know in the one year they're going to pay you great, and because they paid you great, they're going to try to make sure that they utilize you as much as they fucking can. Mm-hmm. You would have knocked out all your dream matches because there's not many people there that could work with Omega. Not the style that he has. So you would have gotten all your dream matches out. Rollins, AJ, just whatever, Randy Orton, whatever you want to do. More people would have seen you on the WWE. You would have impressed them because you would have had killer matches, and then you would have dipped, and those fans will follow you to AEW. You would have been more valuable to AEW at that point. But he wanted to go straight in. so. And now they waited a year for him to be the cleaner. They hired the quote-unquote best wrestler in the world to come into their promotion, and he took a year off, essentially. And now, now he's doing the bad guy stuff. So don't get me started on the fucking ramp. We're here for another hour. <laughs> we'll be here till Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so that's what that situation is there. But I, I traveled back to the Christmas conversation, revolved around uh, wrestling, and I want to remind everybody that this fancy schmancy shirt that I've got right here, I do not make copies of this. My brother over there, he's got himself a nice, beautiful Christmas sweater as well. Uh, I don't think he sells those either. But mm-hmm. here at All Seasons Since Mine, we do sell t-shirts. 
As a matter of fact, I've got two T-shirts. The comic book tee, where I'm all dashing and shredded to the gills, and you guys can... It's, real, it's a real-life picture, by the way, that I sent him for that, uh, that cartoon shirt. I took actual photos, many areas, many angles. My wife got in there and, of course, had her way with me after because she can't resist. And then yeah. we sent those photos... Absolutely. We, we, we sent those photos off to my artist guy who uh, had to dumb it down. He had to do less muscle uh, so that it would look realistic on the shirt. You know, well, I know a, how that is. It's a creative thing, right? Yeah, you, there's different mm. shadings and colors or whatever. It's an I mean, issue. So we yeah. had to kind of dumb down the physique a little bit with that. And then yeah. we came up with that picture. And, of course, the old school Orsini uh, Sunsense from my logo, all of those things and more to come can be found at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash A-J-O-U-M. Uh, that's for the T-shirts. Of course, you can listen to every single episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. All of them. This is episode 170. Ooh. Inching ever so closer to 200. And um, you can catch all 169 episodes that happened before today by going to AJOUM.podbean.com. Dot com. That's where all my episodes are. New episodes every week, Saturday, 9 p.m. I was just asked this past Wednesday. They said, AJ, have you ever missed a week? I've only missed one. And I think it was a death uh, that I, or something like that. It was something real serious, and I just couldn't do it. Uh, but only one in three years and change have I missed. I do this shit every fucking week. Um, so I wanted to let you guys know that's where you catch it there. Uh, now that I'm on a live platform, I will let all of you know Pandora is now on the list. Or CD's Uncensored Mind can be found now on Pandora, as well as Our Heart Radio, iTunes, all that stuff, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, all Anywhere, what is it that the guy told me? Just say, anywhere you can find your favorite podcast. That's where you can find Or CD's Uncensored Mind. You can also catch, if you're into video games, you can catch my bro down there. He is on, on YouTube with Deceive Dave. Dave, when's your next upload? What's going on with that? Uh, should be t- I'm working on it tonight, and then it should be out tomorrow, Sweet. sometime tomorrow. Sweet balls. Got to finish it up. Cool. So we'll be sharing that tomorrow. And, of course, founder voice yep. over here, tobeseen.com. <laughs> I mean, I think you've kind of promoted your shit throughout the course of this show. But all the Lucky different broadcasts. What all? Th- yeah, that was like you're like a billboard. Yeah, uh, you got the this dungeon, which is a music show. You've got yep. uh, comic, comic conversation, comic. which mm-hmm. is uh, another co- uh, it's a conversation about comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got yeah. three and ninety resurfacing next year. Very excited for twenty twenty one. That's a movie review show. He does three movie reviews in ninety seconds with Joe Lopez, and we've got returning to the show, uh, returning to the channel. Excuse me, is trailer fix, and that's because we have. No movies that we've been going to because of the pandemic, so we need our fix of trailers. There you go. Trailer fix is on the horizon. Love trailers. Yeah, we need a fix. We, we miss sitting in the movies 15 minutes before so we can watch all the trailers of movies we will hate or love later on in the future. Mm. Nancy puts in the chat, I heard that USA Network is mad at Raw because of the low ratings. So yeah. they want to see if Raw can do a dark turn. Dave, do you think today's wrestling fan is ready for Raw to go dark again? (laughs) Maybe. Some of the kids they were appealing to starting to grow up. So it might be that time. (sighs) 
Is the PG era finally over? It's all right, it'll do. It'll do a take. cycle, but this might be the time. I don't. But the, I think the question is, can they do it like they did last time? Boom, Adam Cole. Boom. <laughs> uh, I don't think they've got the talent to do it. Personally, and I know people are going to say, hey, don't take cheap shots. I'm not taking a cheap shot. I'm telling a fact. I don't even think it's about the talent. Even if they go dark, it'll be on purpose. Whereas I think everyone was kind of doing their own thing back in the Attitude Era. So it was more organic and natural. Whereas this time, if they decide to do that, it would be written. And it won't come off the same. It won't come off the same. If they're writing, then it won't won't work. And And they will... I don't think they have the talent to not write it. I don't think they have a whole lot of guys that can get in there on a microphone. That's the thing. And and grab attention. Yeah. Yeah, They don't, they don't have a man on the mic anymore or a woman. Becky Lynch was kind of it for a while. She was holding it down. Yeah. But to be honest, Becky's promos also, if you really think about it, like Becky's promos are perfect in a, in a vacuum. If you give, if you tell Becky, here's a microphone, go out there, give me two minutes of your best shit. She'll go out there and she'll give you two minutes of fantastic shit. She'll sell a pay-per-view in two minutes. If you gave her the opening segment, now she's fucking with ten minutes. That's it. <laughs> you've you've lost the plot on me. She just mm-hmm. did, did, a lot of these people they just talk and 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 they don't really get anywhere. And they, a lot of WWE superstars, and I don't think they can do that because of the scripted nature, but a lot of times when I tell people about in-ring promos, when you're in front of an audience, when you do your in-ring promo, people are supposed to be uh, reacting both physically and verbally to your promo. It's not about them sitting there and listening to how smart you are. You have to say things throughout the promo that will elicit a response. If you go out there for three minutes and just talk and tell your story, but you didn't say anything where they're going to react to it, they're not listening to your entire promo because you haven't engaged them into your promo. That's why I think a lot of the Raw promos or the SmackDown promos don't click with people. It's just verbiage. They're just saying things, and they're not saying anything that relates to the audience. I'll give an example. If I go out to the ring and I've got the microphone and I want to get people's attention, I will say something, there, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, and, and I, know people, I know people hear that and they think Paul Heyman now, but, but that's kind of the point. You want to get them thinking at first. Then you want to grab them with what you're saying so that they can react. You know, if, if you could just shut your mouths for a second. <laughs> boo, I've got something important I need to say, and all of you need to hear it. Right? Something like that, as an example. Because now they're like, oh, this fucking annoying guy, right? Mm. And then as a tidbit, this is a tip that I give. Say something, and as, as soon as they, if anybody says anything, Anybody in that building says anything to what you just said. Right at the beginning of that promo, attack that person. Right? Just attack them for no fucking reason. Right? So if I have something important and you say all of you need to hear it, later on tonight for the World Tag... Shut up. For the World Tag Team Championship, little things like that, because as soon as you say shut up, at least that section now is hot. Right? And now they're coming at you. And now you're going back and forth. My personal favorite. 
my personal favorite, and this is a lost art. And it used, it got to a point where it was happening too much, so it lost its luster. But now people don't do it at all. I love. There's one of. There's two things that I love. The old school heels used to do when they would be too loud, and they would be talking, and they'd be like, "You know what? I'll wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll wait." <laughs> yeah, and just give them that. a minute to just fucking just rev it up. And then there's the other. So you know, if you're gonna keep interrupting me, I'm just gonna go. Yeah. And then go. Oh, so you you want me to go? <laughs> All right, then we're gonna get out of here. And then they start cheering. Oh, you like that? I will <laughs> screw that. Then I'm going to take all the time that I need to get this point. And you're still being a heel. You're still telling your story. The point is interaction. People like interaction. Uh, Brandon says, how do you feel about the conversation in ring moments like Sting and Cody? And how do you compare Sting style and his engagement with the audience versus Cody and his engagement? I haven't seen the segment. Um, what? I haven't, on, I haven't seen any wrestling in the last few weeks, because I've just been bombarded with all kinds of shit. I haven't seen any of the Sting stuff. I haven't seen any of it just yet. But I do know what situation that you're talking about as far as uh, the Sting style and the Cody style. Uh, Sting and Cody, actually, if you really think about it, have a lot of similarities. And I don't mean current Sting. If you go back to Venice Beach, surfer yeah. Sting. Oh! Oh, show me what you got. Him and Cody actually have a lot of similarities in the sense of that when they do promos, the type of promos that they do are please love me promos. Please love me. I'm one of you. Come on, you see me, you see yourself, right? I mean, that's you. first thing is like, I know I have a million dollar body and you have about a 10 bucks and change body, but... We're relatable, right? I mean, we're they're white. They're like the whitest of white meat baby faces. Like okay. Sting's whole deal. Sting's always like, ah, and he Sting had energy and he had fire and the whole deal. And he got over on that when he turned into the crow and he went the other way and he wasn't speaking and he wasn't doing. That was the perfect time change for him as far as that audience went. When the audience changed. And then he changed with it. That worked out perfectly. So he was kind of already over. He already kind of had equity. And then he changed into Crow. And that equity was perfect because he was already a name. So he didn't really have to say anything. So once he had equity, he became the Crow. Then he started gaining mystique. We didn't know what he was feeling. We didn't know what he... He went from the guy who yelled in every promo... Mm-hmm. To never delivering any promos, never say, yep. he didn't say shit for almost a full year. I remember that. He and then he saying, fought at Starcade, and, and and they fucked that whole thing up. But mm-hmm. uh, they did all that for a big fucking pay rate, buy rate, and then they fucked all of it up in in a matter of seconds. But Cody is very similar to that. When Kobe, when Co- Kobe, when Cody, Kobe! tries to do his uh, his earlier promos, <laughs> when he was doing his earlier promos in the WWE. It was very white meat baby facious, very love me, please. I'm I'm a Rhodes. I, I was built for this. Come on, get on board and all that stuff. I love his creativity when he became dashing. When it was when it was first it what was it? First it was the mustache he had and then oh, they, that mustache and then they great. broke his face so he was like he was ugly and he had that, that face mask and then he had paper bags. Remember they had people handing out paper bags to fans and the fans were actually putting them on their heads like idiots. 
exficiating themselves on national television. And he was really creative. Even the Stardust deal, to an extent, was almost like, hey, look at me. <laughs> His run in AEW has been different because he's living the life of what we tell people all the time, you know, change your mentality. You know, if you think it, you if you believe it, you can achieve it type deal. His promos in the AEW is like he's already a Hall of Famer. Like he's already considered one of the GOATs. That's how he speaks. Like he's been doing this for 30, 40 years. I, I've been up and down the roads, you know, and I'm a world champion. And that's how he carries himself. And when you carry yourself like that, it's very hard for, especially if you do it for a while, it's hard for people to not buy it. They get into it. So I need to be, I need to see this segment to be specific to what he's talking about as far as that particular confrontation that happened. But I see a ton of similarities between these two, and I can see Cody at some point in his older age kind of switching it up the way that Sting did. Paul Green, how do you feel about Shaq's involvement with AEW? And also, I don't think Sting has ever been a full heel. He he did turn. They turned him, but he doesn't know how to do anything as a heel. So even though they turned him and he said all the right heel things, he still performed as a babyface because that's the only formula he knows. It, you, you wrestle as a babyface one way, you wrestle as a heel one way, and neither should the two meet. And they turned him, but they never bothered to explain to him, okay, this is how you wrestle now. He just did his own thing. So the fans kept supporting him, so they just said, fuck it. There's some YouTube clips of him as a, as a heel, or him attempting to be a heel. Yeah. Dave, did you even know Shaq was coming? Mm-mm. I just realized that when, yeah. they, when he said it. Shaq's, What's happening with that? Shaq's on his way. Uh, Apombo, have you seen this whole deal with Shaq? Yeah, I've been watching it. I don't Jade Cardgill. Yeah. So bring us up to speed, Pombo, for those of us who have well, not seen well, the Shaq. There were some clip. words between Brandy and a young lady that was really cool with Shaq. And she came out and started talking smack. And then Shaq was on a special uh, episode. They did like a, a whole um, Piper's Pit type of deal. And Shaq was going to know I respect you and your husband a great deal. Shaquille O'Neal loves your family. You know, I love Justin. Great Dusty. impression. <laughs> <laughs> I love Justin. I go way back. Like, it's all about respect. It's all about love. And then, you know, he was saying, but I think my girl's going to whoop your ass. And, you know, I don't know where he starts talking to Smack. So I was like, Shaq, what the fuck are you doing? And then she threw water at him. So that was the kindling and the flint so you will yo look at that was that a minecraft reference in here? <laughs> i suppose <laughs> paul green says she's a baddie too i follow her on ig yeah that's where everyone kept knowing her from was fucking yeah. ig so if i remember this correctly let me see if i can follow the bouncing ball so the brandy experience yes has been i'm i'm fucking cody so that's where we start at base, right? I'm fucking Cody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm married to him. I'm not just fucking him like some hoe. We're married. We're having marital intercourse. Uh, and so, a baby. Well, let's not. You just ruined the ending, but let's start at the beginning here. Okay? <laughs> yeah, so you, we, you went too far. We, 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 <laughs> she comes into the company as his valet. Right. Then she gets away from the valet and becomes a haircutting voodoo witch or some shit with Awesome Kong. Ditches that for zero reason to Super once crack. again be a valet, but to be a valet for a tag team. Yes. For the nightmare for the nightmare family. Nightmare family. Then yeah. ditches the valet for the tag team to be in a tag team. Yes. With Cherry Bomb. And then 
or alley, yeah. then it's... ditches that to so... go back to being a valet yes. <laughs> for Cody, then ditches that to be in a feud with Jade Cargill, and now dumps that. water in his face to heat up the feud, Yes. and now the feud can't happen because she's pregnant. Because she's going to have baby. She's going to have baby. She's going to have Dusty the return. (laughs) So, uh, Becky in a top position, pregnant. Yep. Brandy, whether we like it or not, top position, pregnant. Maybe it was. Ask me again why the women are not allowed to be in the main events of any fucking program. You can't do this shit. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm pregnant. It's like, bro, like, you can't tell your husband, yo, you know, we got a feud coming up. You might have to, like, pull the fuck out for a few weeks. Or wrap it up. Just to, just, no, nah, don't do that. Just don't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the look on oh his face. God. Oh, God. Find some wrapping paper. Condoms. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yuck. Much, much chest. Oh, my God. Every time I see one of them little rapper things, I'm like, how do people, why do you, What? No, my pullout game was too legendary for that shit. Are you kidding me? My God. He's like, ah, oh, skeet, skeet. Condoms. Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ. My wife would Wrap it up, kids. You never know. Unless you're in a committed relationship like AJ Garcia, you always want to wrap it up. <laughs> you're using committed loosely there, buddy. All right, so let me see. Paul Green. Paul Green <laughs> says, I bet Charlotte will be pregnant by summer of next year. I don't oh. Know, right? He's calling facts. a shot. Facts. Yeah, Nancy says, Sting was also a tag team partner. With, with Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior. Warrior. No, Dingo no, no. Warriors. Yes, I was going to say, the Dingo Warrior. Yes. The yes. Dingo Warrior. And they I were don't both know. screaming. Yeah. They sprang. They sprang. What was it? The Blade Runners, right? They were the Blade, the Blade Runners. Runners. They were the Blade Runners. Ah, there you go. Nancy bringing out the history here. Sure, the lineage of Sting. I don't think we talk enough Sting on this show, to be honest with you. It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> it's not a necessity. We're he's all like Kane. Right. Then- I didn't even get a chance to talk about the fact that he's even on this fucking program. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> we skated by on Honestly, that that's when I, yeah. when he showed up in TNA and all the WCW people showed up in TNA, TNA that's when I stopped watching well, I didn't stop it with him, but I, once I found out he was the beginning of a much bigger problem that was headed their way. Yeah, exactly. But Cody's gone out of his way to make this WCW 2.0 anyway. Yeah. That's fine. Well, we don't got to talk about it. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys uh, were not a part of the group of people that were so excited to hear about the, uh, w, the return of WCW. Did you guys hear about that? The no, they're the, really bringing no, that shit back. No, they're not bringing that shit back. Oh. Some asshole on Twitter. I want to say, doesn't Vince own it? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So Some asshole maybe... on Twitter thought it would be hilarious mm. if he put out a, a, a press release oh my stating God. that WCW was returning and that he had bought the rights to WCW to bring it back. He was even announcing an event in 2021. And, of course, all the workers who don't Fashion know beach. any fucking better who just basically exposed themselves. Oh, no. All jumped on the bandwagon trying to get a little love and trying to get a little booking information and all kinds of... I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And then when people tried to debunk it, which it doesn't take much to debunk, you just say, no, it's not right. (laughs) That's an easy Mm -hmm. step. Uh, They responded back. 
uh, with another press release stating, no, 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 we're not lying. We're bringing <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? We're not lying. We're bringing it back. We're going to do this and this and this, and it's going to be in Florida and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Jesus, fuck it. It was completely false. It's 100% false. You can't do anything with that shit. But everyone bought into it. And they didn't really catch on until the same guy released, opened up another Twitter, and he released that ECW was coming back. Oh, and then they were like, like oh, all right, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Yeah, but if you didn't get it on the first run, like, you know how fucking stupid you got to be to be like, oh, oh. it's like, oh, God, boys, the, the boys getting worked again. Uh, Paul Green says that AEW cleared him to wrestle. WWE wouldn't. AEW would clear Lufez right now to wrestle. That's a fucking bring matter. up them bones. Yeah, if you go to the grave and wrap him up and just put one of those machines on him, it's like, his heart rate's fine. What are you talking about? It's, he's <laughs> he's just at rest. That's why he's so low. There's no it's, steroids. It's, it's, There's no steroids in his body. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's in a way. He's in a supine he's position. Clean. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. He, hey, look at it this way. We know he's not got any. There's no drugs in his system. That's no it. drug. Uh, the formaldehyde has cleared out after all those years. Uh, WWE dropped the ball with him. No, they didn't. What do you mean they dropped? The, they dropped the ball with him. How? What were they, they supposed Sting to do with Sting? To be, they wanted Sting to beat Triple H. A lot of people wanted that. I don't think people even wanted him in the ring with Triple H. But if they no, were going, if you were going to do it, at least win. Why would he? But again, why no would Sting win the Triple match? H, why? Why? It makes no sense for him to beat Triple That's H. That's what I'm saying. It makes zero fucking sense for Sting to beat anybody at fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. If you guys would have gotten that ridiculous dream match that you guys all wanted, <clears throat> which was not a dream match of mine, but had you gotten it, what do you think the outcome was going to be? If if they would have, if Sting would have gotten Taker at WrestleMania, what do you think the result it was going to be? Happen. There was no way Vince was feeding his best guy to a WCW guy. I don't think, and to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth. I don't think Taker wanted the match. No. Otherwise, the match would have fucking happened. Yep. If Taker would have been like, dude, I'm not going on that fucking show unless I'm wrestling fucking Sting. Because he had Bray Wyatt that night. And what's yeah. Taker's mantra throughout his whole career? Put over the young guys. So he's supposed to he's, – he's in the midst of giving Bray a push, which we now find out 2020 didn't work. But in the heat of the moment, he's got an opportunity to give Bray a nice little rub at WrestleMania and hopefully create a new star. He's supposed to put that on hold – for a match against Sting that nobody was going to fucking enjoy. Once you got past the entrances, what what, what are they supposed to do? Colorado tie-up? You want no, somebody it, to take a back drop? Remember what happened with Bill Goldberg? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it would have probably been worse than that because at least yeah. with Goldberg and Taker, they're explosive. You would have gotten some moves out of that. Sting, you want to talk about a technical matchup. Oh, man, you would have been seeing hammer locks at minute 10. And they'd be like, oh. Yes, wrestling. Here it is. Side headlock. All right, push me up. Uh, drop toe hold. You would have been seeing. It would have been a Matt classic. This motherfucker's not leaving. There would have been no bumps. They would have managed to find a way for 15 minutes to not take a single fucking bump. I'm telling you. That match was never going to be anything. At least, at least Thing and Taker were in the matches with two people that can carry the other individual. That match that Sting had with Triple H wasn't even that bad. No, I didn't like the ending. Never, no, <laughs> but the like, match itself was pretty good. You didn't like NWO and DX. Oh and, Jesus Christ, no! What was that? And the and it didn't even make sense. Why would the NWO even help Sting <coughs> for the pride of WCW? What the fuck? They spent their yeah. whole careers hating WCW. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
uh, Paul Green, it makes a lot of sense to beat Triple H. No, it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> and I wanted them to tag, not fighting each other. A tag match would have been cool. Yeah. I think a tag match would have been cool. Like against NXT at the yeah. time or something Triple like that. Triple H's ego got in the way of the good of good business. From what I understand, it was Sting's idea to lose. So that Ooh. doesn't sound like ego to me. Because Sting is old school. Sting respects the business, and everyone knows. You go out on your back. You don't go out with a win. That doesn't make any sense. What, is he Bret Hart? Well, see, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. Wait, Bret Hart what? <laughs> what is it? He, would, he wanted Sting to be Bret Hart. Sting wanted to, uh, Bret Hart wanted to win on his way out. Remember? Yeah, that's what, it, that's what the people with ego actually do. Mm-hmm. That's why when he says Triple H's ego got in the way of Triple H, if Triple H had an ego in the position that he's in, he'd be undefeated at WrestleMania. He loses yeah, exactly. every year. That was the yeah. one match I think in like a 10-year span he actually won. Yeah, I was going to say, because he, he lost Taker back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, I think he beat Batista, too, but and for the same reason. Batista wanted to go out on his back. Yeah, So they, he never really so had Triple H, Triple H loses to all the up-and-comers and beats the old guys because they choose to retire themselves against him. Yeah. But he's got the ego. I don't understand that. Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it, no, it's the other way. It's the other way. It's the other way. Speaking of which, I'm going to give all of you guys an opportunity right now. For those of you who are in the chat, I want you guys to follow along with us. Uh, Dave, I don't know what you were doing before this whole thing started, so I don't know if you got a chance to look at the – did you get a chance to look at the rundown I gave you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the creative character. Mm-hmm. Woo! Okay. So real quick, let me run down to the people at home what's going on here. So I was in my son's room chilling, minding my own business, and uh, – we came into this idea. See, Paul Green is still on this. I'm going to answer those questions when we're done. We're doing create a character. Follow the rundown sheet, brother. We're gonna. Uh, I was watching a television show in my son's room called Total Drama Rama, and they did a wrestling episode, which shocked the shit out of me. And I was like, okay, finally a, a kids television show episode that I give a fuck about. So let's uh, let's let's check this out. And apparently, the teacher chef. Had a history of being an old pro wrestler. He used to call him Soup, and his partner was Sammy, and they were a tag team called Hot Lunch. That's great. And and they were doing all these things, and they had Soup and and Sammy. They even they (laughs) even told uh, a story of uh, Soup, the teacher. He was uh, 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 convinced by the promoter. To uh, uh, to turn heel on his partner Sammy, and he executed his uh, signature move against him, the Sam Slanwich, mm. and it was a it's a move right in the middle of the ring, and he beats him, and he got dirty, and he he shot on him, he hooked him for real, and he beat him in the middle of the ring, and everyone got all hyped, and he said it ruined him inside, he had to leave the business forever, and then toward the end of the episode, Sammy comes back to try to get revenge on Soup, and all the kids come up with their own little wrestling identity so one of the dudes one of the dudes one of the little kids actually dressed up like legion of doom he had the pads and the spikes oh and he had like a little mask uh, face paint on it was pretty cool how they came up with all these different ideas some of the kids uh came up with some creative ideas so i thought it'd be really cool as a christmas theme to come up with our own christmas gimmicks and ideas christmas create a character mode here we're gonna come up with our own christmas uh, themed wrestlers, including we're going to all share our ring names, their catchphrase, their signature move, and an entrance theme. 
That's, those are the uh, characteristics in which we'll be talking about. And as an example to the audience at home, I will share to you my sons because we were all developing ideas in the house. I sent this to you guys already, but I'll tell the, uh, the audience here. My son despises wrestling. Oh, he absolutely hates it. Oh, man, he's got to grow into and it. And I know man. South Park did it first, Paul Green, I know, but that's not where I got the idea from recently. He took his germ! He took his germ! I remember. <laughs> but uh, uh, my son does not like wrestling, but he does love Asuka. He loves Asuka to death. He'll run yeah, from the other yeah, room like to come too. see. Bam, bam, bam. He doesn't watch any of the matches. He loves the entrance uh, and the look with the hair and all that stuff. So we were telling Alex, you know, come up with a wrestling name. What would be a wrestling name? And he was like, Asuka. I said, no, we have an Asuka already. Come up with something else, something related to Christmas. And he thought about it. He was Frosca. <laughs> Did he really say, said, that? Yeah, he said that? Yeah, he said Frosca. Like, I don't know what that means. He goes, it's like frozen, <laughs> frozen. Asuka. I was like, yes, that's awesome. And I wrote it down. And uh, he came up with a signature move. I said, we got to come up with a, a, a move because we practice spots in my house, right, <laughs> all the time. We go to my room, to my mattress, and we do a bunch of shit. He's perfected the Hurricane Run at this point. So uh, uh, he knows a little bit about moves and stuff. He's still nervous about an RKO. He doesn't like the idea of just that flat pack. Uh, but he came up with the Frost Bite, which is basically just repeated bites to the deck. He's just going to bite on you <laughs> <laughs> until you, until he bites you with the submission. We needed a catchphrase. And he was coming up with some whack ones. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. He was high. I don't know what his shit was. But was we finally settled on uh, you just got frosted. And oh, I thought that was cool for multiple reasons. One, he came up with it. And two, you can turn that into a sex joke. No problem. So I thought that would kill on the internet. You just got frosted. Oh, that's great. There's a lot of different ways you could spin that. I can, I can imagine the shirt. I just like with like stuff on her face with just one eye. Like, like, mm. And then uh, entrance theme. He wanted Frosty the Snowman, obviously, because of Frost. He's keeping the Frosty. He's very consistent with the Frost. Yeah, he thing. certainly is. Yeah. And he wanted the theme. I thought the theme was kind of corny. So we went around looking for some different stuff. Same thing I tell all wrestlers. If you like a song, but it's too basic, find the remix. Find a cover, some ver some different version of it. And he found a trapped uh, Frosty the Snowman trap uh, remix. <laughs> if you YouTube it, it, it it's it, it's a Frost, Frosty the Snowman. It was dope. I was like, okay, use that one. So it was like real hip-hop-ish. Anyway. That's my sons, and that's an example of what I'm talking about. So we're going to go around the room here. Uh, we'll start with you, Joe, because I loved your name. What was the <laughs> name of your Christmas character? Well, you know, I love a good 1980s Russian uh, back and forth because we're kind of reliving the Cold War again. <laughs> it's freezing outside, I believe you. Yeah, it's, it's quite cold outside, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Raging Rudolph. Raging Rudolph. Raging Rudolph. Rudolph. Rage. Rage. Ah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't picture Rudolph with such aggression. <laughs> well, you've yeah, been picked on for that many years. Yeah, he's fighting the, it's all coming the Siberian back. assassin. <laughs> the Siberian <laughs> assassin. Uh, Raging Rudolph, the Siberian assassin. assassin. There you go. Hey, so his shit. move is the missile drop. Missile drop. Yeah, nice. instead of mistletoe, you know, you get it. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what, what, 
what's what's the actual move they'll drop? Is it like a pile driver like, or something? No, it's like the death the death valley drop where you Okay. Shoot. Missile drop. Okay. Missile drop. For my ja- like for my Japanese friends, I apologize. But uh, <laughs> oh, <wow. That's> <laughs> bring it back ahead of time. Does your character, sir, have a catchphrase? Yes, I want to end your life. Oh, <laughs> oh hey, you went, you went dark like on this little idea, dark. this project here. You no, know, murder is bad, but murder, murder is bad. Does he have an entrance theme? Is he coming off the Walters theme? No, no, no. He's gonna come <laughs> out to uh, Drago's Rocky Four remix. <gasps> nice. That's a yeah. you've created a true yeah. uh, ethnic heel. Yeah, like in the old did. 80s heels. It's like this. You've created the Nikita Koloff of Christmas uh, <laughs> sure sure of did. Christmas characters. And, and he's going to have a red nose that's going to shine bright right before the missiles launch. Right before, <laughs> is that the indicator that the missiles yep, are you, incoming? Oh, no, it's the missile. His nose is lighting up. That's right before a, the missile launch. As a commentator, that's awesome. Because I, I, I can call that. It would be like when yeah. Kurt Angle pulls his straps down. Like he'll yeah. drop him with a, with a move and he just get up and his nose will start shining. Oh, you know what time it is. Yeah. He's going for the missile drop. <laughs> that's hilarious. Raging Rudolph. Raging Rudolph. Oh, Jesus. All right, Dave, you are up. What is your ring name for your character? All right. I'm not really good at these things. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so cheesy. All right. Uh, I came up with Snowman Reigns. Oh. <laughs> Roman Reigns on cocaine. Snowman Reigns. That's what I came up with. And his Snowman signature Reigns. move is going to be the European uppercut. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's I love a, that move that's so much. That's his finish. Oh, the most <laughs> deadly European. European of all time. And his catchphrase, it all works together with his theme. So his catchphrase is, when you're in the ring with me, snowman survives. <laughs> <laughs> and then he drops the mic, and then a heavy metal cover of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas place. <laughs> A heavy metal cover of Mar- <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you. Oh, my God. Oh, that's it. That's oh, what you're getting from me, boys. <laughs> that was good. I took a lot of thought. <laughs> no, but that was actually really good. I'm, I'm actually yeah. crying. From- Snowman Reigns. I'm still laughing. From- yeah, Snowman Reigns. <laughs> and then the European opera guy in the most basic of moves, but so devastating. I fucking love that movie. If, if, if anybody could do a basic maneuver as a finish, it would be Roman Reigns. But Snowman mm. Reigns, forget it. Snowman Reigns. Untapped potential. Uh... <laughs> I thought it'd be funny with the tree stick arms and you're doing a European. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with tree stick arms. Oh, uh, yeah. First of all, my guy is shredded. I wanted that up the up front because, again, we go back to the comic book tee. Uh, when they took all of those stills of me, yes. all I could think about was, like, if I could take this body and put it with a mind like mine to somebody else, it, this, would be, this is what it would come out to be, like this, right? So, <laughs> Snowman Reigns. That is, that is the end of my life altogether. Snowman Reigns and Raging Rudolph, the tag team. All right. <laughs> That's it. They were going for the titles. Speech <laughs> and tag champ. Okay. So, my character's name was Cookie Bubble Guts. <laughs> cookie Bubble Cuts, Co- right? Because we're going to talk about, you know, Christmas cookies and the whatnot. Christmas milk mm-hmm. and cookies. Uh, that going with the Christmas theme. Uh, I gotta talk. Make more sense when I I'm gonna go to the signature move next. I called and it's very similar to yours, Joe. That's why I almost got scared for a second. <laughs> uh, missile toe. 
Oh, wow. With a dash. It's the mistletoe. <laughs> yeah. Claymore kick directly oh. into the fucking gut. <laughs> gotcha. Run straight into this motherfucker <laughs> yeah. and kick him. Come off of your feet and kick him as hard as you can. And, that, if the, and for anybody out there, I get shit all the time for this about the, uh, uh, the, the double stomp. Oh, the double stomp's not a finish. Have you ever been fucking stomped in your life? It's not very pleasant. It's not, especially from a high. Imagine if I told somebody, oh, that's not a finish. Lay right here. No, I'm, let me, let go me try the, I'm not even going to go the full height of a turnbuckle. I'm going to go to the top of this couch right here, and I'm going <laughs> to jump up as high as I fucking can. And then I am going to bring down my two feet with every fucking inch of existence that I have directly into your fucking stomach. I want you to lay still, and then I want you to tell me after you've done shitting all that blood out. <laughs> whether or not this is a sufficient finish. So I thought mistletoe directly. Rupert P. Red. <laughs> directly into the gut. Catchphrase. Shit happens. Aww. There you go. I went with a more yeah. diarrhea theme. With my yes, you certainly did. Yes, I follow, if you're following the trend here. Yeah. Uh, entrance theme. I went with... Uh, I went with, uh, uh, oh, I remember now I did this. So I chose the, um, is that Jingle uh, Jingle but Deck the Halls with Balls? That's Jingle Bells, right? Deck the Halls with Balls. Uh, that's called Deck the Halls. That's just Deck the Halls, right. Okay, yeah. so Deck the, yeah, it's in the lyrics. Duh. So Deck the Halls was the theme because after I, I, I settled on, I, I decided shit happens, right? But the catchphrase I had before that, because I started seeing the diarrhea theme, so I went with that. Uh, before I started that, I was the catchphrase was, "I'm gonna deck your halls with these balls of holly." Like, that. Oh. and I went too corny, right? Shit happens was better, but but that's where <laughs> the theme comes from. I was trying to tie that together. So, deck the halls. Obviously, I want a rock version of that. The regular version. I don't like any regular version of Christmas. I need different versions of everything. So those are that was mine there. So someone got uh, one in the chat. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, someone has Paul Green wrote his. The gingerbread giant. His signature oh. move is the snickerdoodle. Yes. Oh, that's great. It's a submission. The oh, ginger twist. Ooh, he gave us two. He gave us a move and a submission. Nice. Entrance music from Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> oh. <laughs> catchphrase. Always drink milk with cookies. That's not just a catchphrase. That's just healthy advice. Good job, Holgrim. He gives you a little bit more description about uh. the snickerdoodle. Oh, uh, the snickerdoodle is a top rope double axe handle. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, that's a, I've, I, 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 you can only call that, too, like as Monsoon. You know, here's going mm. up. Boom. I don't know, dude. I don't think I'd ever take a match from that guy. I don't want to have a loss on my record that says lost by snickerdoodle. Word. Like, I got hit with the snickerdoodle and then three count. You'd have to hire a guy just to or make the sure. ginger twist. How'd you tap? He hit me with the ginger twist. Oh man, once he gets that fucker on you, there's no Once he that. locks it in. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only person to get out of that was Maso Saito. He only got out of it one time. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Mancy says, speaking of Roman Reigns, who you guys for uh the championship, Roman or Kevin tomorrow? Oh, Roman has to win. Yeah. I would love I'd love for I'd love for Kevin to walk away with the title, but that's no, not, it's, not in the, that. it's not in the cards. Oh, I'm way bigger on Kevin than I am Roman, even with this heel run, but it doesn't make sense. Kevin, Kevin's in a weird spot right now. <laughs> I understand what Kevin's trying to do because uh, he's been a heel almost his entire WWE run, and but that's where he's had his most success. you got to turn baby at some point just to freshen up the heel shit, but his baby's not working out. 
like mm. at all. Uh, he's a good promo, but he's he's in a bad spot. He's not really in a position to be the normal creative Kevin Owens that he normally is. Uh, a lot of people saying that he should probably not be there for very long, but he's got a family, bro, and they're paying him a shit ton of money to do everything that he's doing. I got mouths to feed. He's got, he's got, he's trying to put money away. They don't like falafel. <laughs> they don't like falafel. Uh, now that we're at the end of the creative character stuff, can I address Paul Green and the punk stuff and the Booker T stuff? I think he's referring to Triple H with that. Uh, I can't talk to the Booker T stuff because I've never really gotten the impression that that situation, and he's talking about the uh, WrestleMania 19 match between Triple H and Booker T, which they built up Booker in like the shittiest way possible, like an ex-felon, and they really told this story like he was going to walk, and then they, they, they broke him down, and then they built him like you normally would a challenger but they did it in a real questionable way and then ended up not pulling the trigger on it he just ended up beating booker t and then that was the end of it back into obscurity booker t went and triple h was continuing on with his tell me you did not just say that yeah so i don't i can't speak to the booker t shit the punk shit i know exactly what was happening there if you want to talk about ego with the punk shit sure but that was just because Triple H had to activate his ego because I've seen instances where Triple H can turn his ego on and turn his ego off. Punk's ego switch is fixed. It's stuck on on. You can't, he can't turn that shit off if he wanted to. He couldn't, Punk has no capability of not making a decision based on ego. So with the Punk situation, I think that was just a combination of just two bulls pissing on all over the locker room for territory. It was just a matter of two people just trying to get along. Punk has stated recently that his whole deal with Triple H has kind of been squashed recently, just based on some conversations they've had backstage and blah, blah, blah. Triple H is also in a different place now than he was back then. You know, he's now looking to the future and trying to build and blah, blah, blah. blah. I think the WWE sees we're more payday in him. The problem with Punk is Punk still... Punk still thinks he's an A-lister. And that's because people still clamor for it. But it's not as big of a rounding... Uh, see, Nancy said there's some rumors that Punk is returning to the WWE. He almost kind of has to at this point. Because he was never famous for who he was. He was famous for what he did. And when you stop doing it, it's been six years now. Why would anybody... Has it been that long? Yeah, his maybe? last match was in 2014. Shit. Yeah. Why would anybody keep talking to you? The only thing that you did outside of the WWE that made any noise was a complete note of failure. Yeah, when you got beat the fuck up. Yeah, and I give him credit for getting in the ring and getting his face smashed in the way that it did. It took balls to do that, but it, I, I was kind of hoping that it was a realization you're not as tough as you think you are. Yeah. You know, he's always kind of had a reputation of somebody who just mound off and, you know, he was in a locker room a lot of times with people who just... They were more annoyed by him than offended by him. They're like, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. They don't do that shit in the UFC. Uh, you piss them off and they fuck you up. Yeah. And he got he didn't even piss off the first guy. He didn't know the first guy. You know, the other guy was pissed off that Punk was even involved with this. He beat his ass on principle. <laughs> the second guy got pissed off at Punk because Punk was trying to make it sound like, oh, I've learned from my mistakes. Now I'm going to fuck this guy up. No. No, 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 no. So everything after that, He's done nothing, so no, no one's talking about you. So I think that number 
that he had in his head it's definitely going to fucking go down. And if it goes down, now we have a bigger opportunity for this to happen. But return, I have to ask Nancy, I guess, now. Return for what? What does he do? Five dollars. Can, can Punk <laughs> save this? Is Punk the dark turn that we could be talking about? What does he do? I'm genuinely asking. Does anybody have any ideas on how CM Punk can save? I don't know what's the, the problem with what's the what's the problem people are having right now? Because honestly, like I know it's not the greatest program in the world, but I mean, I don't personally have any problem with Raw or SmackDown. I'm kind of enjoying both at the moment. So, what what's the big issue? Why do they need to go dark? Because what we've been saying, well. I- I've been saying nobody wants to listen to it, but the greatest aspect of wrestling isn't wrestling. Just like the greatest aspect of boxing isn't really boxing. The greatest aspect of football isn't really the football. It's the entertainment. That's what sports are. They're entertainment. And even though we have right now currently in the WWE, some of the best athletes the WWE may has maybe has ever had top to bottom physically, athletically, not a whole lot of them know how to tell stories. No, and the problem is, is as we go back and watch some of those like videos that they're releasing on the network, we're starting to find out that a lot of those like high end moments that we remember are actually kind of improv. <laughs> like, like the people were just in the moment. They did something funny. They laugh about it later, and it was gold, and people loved it. I don't know much about these wrestlers, but tell me which one in there can have that chemistry with each other and and really make those funny moments because it's not writing that did it. It was the actual wrestlers that did it. Yeah, they, they, nobody has the gift of gab right now. That's the problem. Like, Kevin kind of has it, but... Not Kevin usual. really has it, but yeah. Kevin's alone in this. There's yeah. not too many people that are going to be able to go barb for barb with, with Kevin, Kevin Owens. That's why him and Heyman the other day on Talking Smack got such a big response. Finally... Someone across the table from Kevin who can fucking talk. Yep. And there was no script for Smacking yep. Talk. They don't script Smacking Talk. It's an interview show. They're not even. Paul did that. Paul knows that there's no script, right? So Paul's able to get away with that. He's able to put these performers in a position where they have to talk. If you notice, for the people he pressed who could talk, they talk back. For the people he pressed who can't, didn't really say a whole lot because they didn't want to get exposed. Mm-hmm. They can't. I can't go toe to toe with Paul Heyman. Why not? All Paul is doing is talking. Just talk to him back. If there was no camera, right? This is what fucks people up all the time. If there's no camera, if it's just you and Paul in the backstage area having a conversation, he says something that gets you heated. You would fucking respond. You wouldn't just walk away or just sit in front of him and just go. Hmm. You would respond back. Do that, but on camera. Right. And if you can't do it without cursing, then you've got a serious problem. Because, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't curse in my promos for a reason. It's easy. That's easy. A fuck, a bitch, a kiss my... That's easy. You know, it's funny that you say that because I've noticed that in my videos, if I do swear, I don't do it a lot. No. It's almost to the point when I slip in recording, I'll get rid of it. I don't know why. It's just something that I do because I swear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I see what you're saying. Like it should that shouldn't be the difficult part. Yeah, that 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 shouldn't be because a lot of people tell me, well, if they would allow me to say what I want to say, then it would be no problem. Well, what do you tell me? What you want to say? 
What do you want to say? When you have to rely on the impact of the curse words, then you're exactly right. that was that was what the shit they used to give Shane Douglas. Oh, he cuts a great promo, but all he does is curses in his promo. Okay, so where were you when he was in WCW and WWE not cursing and still being one of the best talkers in the fucking room? I took that as a. I noticed it before I met Shane. I noticed that style. And then I met Shane, and Shane would tell me, if you could do, I did that in ECW because I could. Because I needed to get over in front of that audience. And that audience, is a, the Philly audience in the 90s, oh. is a nasty, punch your grandmother in the face type of audience. So <laughs> I, he goes, every time I went in that room, my goal was to be the biggest dick in the room. And I don't mean like a heel or I mean the biggest dick in the room. I need to be the alpha when I walk in the room. And in that room, that was the way to do it. He goes, I can cut a fucking two or three minute promo without saying a curse word. Anybody with the gift of gab can do that. But you got to read the room. And me, I understand that because I've done shows in Philly and I've done shows in New York and with all these rabid CGW fans and all that. I've I've seen it. I got attacked as a ring announcer by audience members all the time. One show in particular, uh, Pombo, you remember, Danny DeMonto. Oh, yeah. I yes. was doing the show. I was doing a GCW show. Mm-hmm. I was ring announcing. I was the sub ring announcer because Larry Legend was their regular guy. And uh, he had something going on in his personal life or whatever, and he couldn't make the show. So Larry told him, he goes, listen, I can't make the show, but this AJ guy, I'm cool with him. He's really dope. You should hire him. So Danny's like, cool, I'll bring AJ in. So he called me to come in, and it was like a tournament. It was a tag team tournament show. And the f- I go out there, I do the opening intros, and I'm getting heckled immediately. They're chanting, where is Larry? First match is over. I go back to set up the second. Where is Larry? Third one. They're still with the where, where is Larry? Fuck this guy. They're saying this out loud. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Guys, I'm standing right here. It's like nine <laughs> matches on this fucking show. I'm match three. And uh, I'm just going through the motions. I'm still going through it. I'm pretending like it's not even happening. I go after that third match. I go in the locker room, and Danny makes a fucking beeline. He like, he's cutting through the locker room to get to me. And he goes, let me tell you something right now. These motherfuckers are not going to stop. They're going to eat you alive for nine straight matches unless you fucking go out there and fucking do something. Say something. Get, Go after these motherfuckers. And I was like, go after them how? I, was like, I don't give a fuck what you do. Get after them because if you don't, they're going to take over the whole fucking show. Eventually, the rest of the fucking building is going to get in on this because they're getting over. Right? You, Five or six guys chanting is one thing. When the five or six guys are chanting and it encourages the other hundred... That's an issue. So he's like, get out there and fucking do something. So I said, okay, fine, fuck it. And I went out there, and I started doing my thing, and they started again, oh, where is Larry? And I brought the microphone down, and I said, you want to know where Larry is? Yeah, where's Larry? Your mother's house. Can I finish what I'm doing now? Yeah. The, the people who weren't chanting jumped up for me that I said that, and it stopped after that. Because what I found out was that I, I was getting annoyed by it. Obviously, Dane was getting annoyed by it. But what he was saying didn't make sense to me until that happened. Apparently, the other people in the audience were also annoyed by the hecklers. Mm. They just didn't want to say anything because it's, that's, it's the situation. So when I said something, 
I, as the ring announcer, I'm the face of the company on the outside in the ring. So when I said something and I'm allowed to say something to them, that's when the other people in the room are like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> and the people that were next to him were like, oh, so they felt stupid. <laughs> I'm poking them yeah, in the yeah, side yeah, of yeah. the head. They were poking them all kinds of shit. And that was it. That was the end of it. We never heard it again. So that's what I mean by say like the audience really matters. You got to be able to dictate what's going on. So that's the way that he did it. Uh, Paul Green is still in here. Punk versus Styles, Balor, Reigns, Owens, and Zayn. I'm good. I've seen all those matches already, except for Reigns. So I'm good. I know some of the newer fans haven't seen it, but I'm I'm straight. Yeah. I don't need it. Actually, I think I've seen some of those I myself. I don't need forty-year-old <laughs> punks to be doing those matches. Oh, he's forty now. Fuck. Close to it. Late late thirties for sure. He's a he's a year. Oh, maybe two. maybe Punk and I should throw down. He yeah, I know Styles that. is in his forties. Yeah, Styles. Balor is, definitely- is getting up there. Reigns is getting up there. Owens is getting. They're all older. Those matches that you're talking about as dream matches, those matches happened fifteen years ago. Oh, he's yeah, he's well in his forties. Yeah, who's uh, we talking about uh, Punk? Punk, Punk, well yeah. into his forties. How old is he now? Seventy three. Uh, Seventy three. <laughs> yeah, he's deep in them forties. He's, he's like sure. he's like thirty he's years good. older than his thirties. He's deep. <laughs> <laughs> They were talking about The Rock fighting he Roman. He's what? He was born in 78. He was born in 78. So two, 20, he's 42. 40, 42, yeah. There you go. Nancy says, uh, there's talk about The Rock fighting Roman at next year's WrestleMania. I'm with it. That would be fun. I'm with it. But I mean, there's no other that somebody could be on the mic and I would enjoy hearing. It'll, it's probably for Roman. It, mm. it, it would be something that people, I mean, who else can he fight at WrestleMania? People are going to give a shit. Are we going to finally have the rematch? Jey Uso finally steps up to the plate against Roman Reigns. I'm all set. Paul Green, <laughs> best man speeches. Best man speech off the dome made me look like, oh, okay. I think I told this story. I was the best man at Paul Green's wedding. Oh. Uh, by default. Uh, I was, I think when the. Still a win, baby. I, I think when the wedding <laughs> thing started, I was slotted in the four position. And then little by little, uh, each man before me fucked the whole game up and then when it was time to go into the actual place to get married uh he was like all right you're the best man number one i was like you're, cool. you're number one but i found out i was going to be the best man uh when i when we got there so obviously i had no prep time like i needed it can i, can I just say that out loud i'm like <laughs> i like i, was like, I, like I needed it so like we went in there had a few drinks and we were making uh we were having a good day uh I found uh, right where they're right the spot where they're gonna actually exchange the vows. There was a table off to the side, and I said, "You know, as your best man, I just want to let you know, brother. Like, if you start talking to her, and you're not vibing the way that you thought this would vibe, all you need to do, brother, because I'm standing behind him, is you just hoist those fingers up, brother. I'll put that thing right behind you, and I I got you, Bubba style." I'm the light-skinned one of the two. You the diva. You go ahead and you pick her straight up, baby. We put her down, and we'll go have ourselves a few shot at the bar, and it'll be that's it. You play the music, it's over. So I was doing all the best man stuff. But, yeah, I gave him uh, – they gave me a mic, a live mic, no prep time. Just went in there, crushed it, got everybody over. As per uh, usual. Yeah, as per usual. Regular Sunday for me. Uh, I've got a buddy of mine recently got married. Well, not recently now, actually. Married a couple of... Yeah, once the wedding day is over, everything just kind of clumps together. Yeah, it's just what? But uh, 
he he and I were cool. I introduced him to all a group of friends that I had. I have like different cell groups of friends, and I brought him in one of them. And then they ended up picking him to be the best man. And this guy's uh, not very good on the mic, and he bombed. Luckily, he, he was like, so yeah, Justin, he's a good guy, and he's getting married today. And it's super, I'm so happy for you. You know, we've been friends for a while. Uh, <laughs> he's such a good know. man. Woo! Get this man out of here. Start throwing some tomatoes. Yeah, I was waiting for it because there was some some very suspicious looking folks there. I was waiting for something to come out with eggs and tomatoes. But then his, uh, at the time, four-year-old son was like, took the mic from his dad and said some cute shit and saved him. I was oh. Like, Thank God for your kid, man, because you you were bombing, bro. He handed the mic back and leaned in and said, I'm expecting something good for Christmas. <laughs> yes, five. <laughs> Just saved your ass. Yeah. No, that Check was out your one. Amazon cart when this is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah I had a best man speech, too. Uh, that was That's off right. the top. I didn't write anything. Was it? See, it's hereditary. It was good. I mean, to be honest with you, I, that was the most drunk I've ever been in my entire life. Oh. But it was recorded and was shown to me. It was. I thought it was okay, but everyone else thought it was great. So that's all that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> he got all weepy. You said you no, good man. None of that. None of that. I was too hammered to get emotional. Oh, it's like. So what about those cowboys? He <laughs> just got in front of the whole. Building. It would have worked. That would have worked. That would have worked. That audience would have yep. ate it up. Yep. <laughs> uh, just like our team, this is America's favorite couple. <laughs> you got to twist it. Just like I did at Paul Green's wedding, the the father-in-law, the father of the bride, was like an hour, two hours late to Damn. the wedding, and everybody was giving him shit. Like even the daughter was like red hot mad, and then we get to the whole thing, and I was like. I was like, you know what, sir? I know everyone's gonna give you problems, but if I had a daughter as beautiful and smart as you as you have, I wouldn't want to give her away neither. I would be late too. And then I was like, oh, he was like, go ahead, brother. You right, you right, you right. Good looking out. So we have you. I have one more episode after this. This is the nineteenth. The reason why we did Christmas tonight is because next Friday is, is Christmas good. Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Christmas Day, and of course Christmas Eve Thursday, and so and that really begins the vacation time for me and my family. Uh, I still have work uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm. Um, we're not taking the week off, uh, Dave. So one of those days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> if you're available, what we're going to do is to keep it slim. We're going to do. A, 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 He'll be I, late. No, no, no. I, 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 I thought about this because I want to do it because I want to try to do the impossible. I want to try to spin positive for 2020. So we're going to attempt to do a best of 2020. A year in review here and what the fuck took place. Now, I'll be honest with you, it probably all won't be positive. <laughs> but there are some, and I'm going to write all that stuff down. I'm going to give you a rundown sheet on uh, some of the different ideas that I'm go I have in my head. If you have any, of course, you could respond back and we'll put it together. But that's basically the theme of next week's show. It's going to be a best of a year in review. Uh, and 
I will dip a little bit because I've been accessed a few times. So in 2021, we may get more of this. But the next show, I'm going to have some material together. I'm going to dip a little bit. And I'm going to give you guys a quick update as to where we're going to be for Wrestle Kingdom. It's right around the corner. New Japan's WrestleMania. I don't do much New Japan on the show because I don't follow it as much as everybody else. But I always follow Wrestle Kingdom. And this particular Wrestle Kingdom has some very controversial circumstances to it. Uh, The uh, winner of the G1, Kota Ibushi, Normally, the winner of the G1 takes on the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion at Wrestle Kingdom. That's like their version of the Royal Rumble, where like they win and they get a title match at the big show. Unfortunately, somewhere in the mix, I'll get more detailed information next week, Ibushi lost that briefcase to the Switchblade, Jay White. So that would mean that Jay White is supposed to go to Wrestle Kingdom to face the champion. However... By hook or by crook, both of these individuals will be facing the IWGP World Champion. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom was the first pay-per-view before WrestleMania gave it a shot that does the two nights. They do night one, they do night two. So the IWGP World Champion, Naito, will take on Ibushi night one, I believe. I think Ibushi's going to be night one. The winner of that match, whoever walks out champion, will then defend that championship against Jay White the following night on night two. Very similar to what we had last year when we had the tournament. We had the two semifinalists and then the finals the night after to combine champions. Very similar to that. They had big success last year from that. They're doing something very similar here. Uh, that's going to be for the next Wrestle Kingdom. So we have a lot on the docket for next week's show. Please check it out. AJOUM.podbean.com My boy Pombo over here, founder voice to be seen. The number two, I was correct, people. The number two, it's right there on his right titty. It says two BC. Pictorial. Pictorialis major. Uh, I'm almost done with my degree, so I can identify that now. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I have to update people on that, too, by the way, because this semester is finally fucking over, and so far the the grades are coming in dope. So almost done, almost done. Deceive Dave is dropping, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Tomorrow. <laughs> no, it'll I hey, I've been I've been consistent. It's consistent. You can set your watch to it, folks. He will be dropping tomorrow. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Paul Green. Thanks to everybody who has uh been watching the show. Brandon, everyone who was here tonight for Christmas as fuck. Extravaganza Woo! part two. Check you guys next week. Our next live. The Royal Rumble round table. Ooh. We'll have to set a date. Um Unfortunately, Pombo, I'm, I had you at Survivor Series, so I gotta shake yeah. up the I gotta shake, shake up the, the card, shake, shake up the lineup, lineup a little bit. Yeah, uh, I have two brand new voices, Ooh. never been on the show, that Great. I'm trying to get for the Royal Rumble. We're gonna add a female presence; it's gonna be dope. Uh, but and of course, Brother Dave will be there, and we're gonna be rocking Royal Rumble, one of my favorite times of year. Give Dang. you guys one last chance to appreciate the dopage Woo. of this shirt. Woo! And I want to wish all of you a wonderful Christmas. Make what you can of this, please. Wear your mask and just be safe. I'm not even going to bother to tell people to stay home. No, I'm not even going to bother with it. Because mm. they went and, I said that for Thanksgiving and they went and did it anyway. And now everybody got sent home from school and yada yada. So whatever. Just stay away from my house. There you <laughs> That's go. what it is. There you so go. thank you for listening. 
Thank you for enjoying. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all of that stuff. Thank you guys for being a part of this. He is still plugging, by the way. <laughs> still plugging. And you got to give him that. He's a consummate professional. But thanks for coming out tonight, guys, and I will see you next week. Woo! 100 episodes, now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.